trying to pick out the landmarks of the south side that tell me I have a home here. Friends, a lover, a life of warmth. Chicagoans find their own particular warmth where all city dwellers do, in their home neighborhood. My city holds 77 separate neighborhoods, each with its own special ethnic or racial makeup each with its own shopping area, library, police station, and schools. Adults, even those who've migrated to the suburbs, identify themselves with the neighborhoods of their childhood. An Irish-American secretary of mine from South Shore used to spit when she talked about Irish staff from Westside communities. She wouldn't even pass along messages from them. Northsiders don't go south, Southsiders seldom venture even as far as the Loop, unless their jobs take them there. Chicago has two baseball teams to accommodate these parochial needs. The Cubs play at Wrigley Field, five miles north of the Loop. The White Sox are at Comiskey Park, the same distance south of it. Chicago's financial district is called the Loop because of the elevated train tracks that circle it. A Southsider, I am often sharply criticized at Southside events for being a Cubs fan. I have to explain that my allegiance dates from that summer of 1966, when I helped run an inner-city program for children. The Cubs, now sold out even in losing seasons, were in such desperate need of an audience that they gave free tickets to our kids on Thursdays. The Sox didn't, so I became a Cubs fan. One thing all Chicagoans understand is loyalty, especially loyalty to someone who has bribed you. For years, the definition of an honest Chicago politician has been one who stays bought, so my explanation passes muster. It was hard to get the kids on the train to go north. Although they lived four blocks from the L, most had never ridden it. Most had never been downtown, even to look at the fabled Christmas windows at Marshall Field, once a Chicago landmark, now a colonial property of a Minneapolis conglomerate, and none of them had ever been north. When they found that they weren't going to be killed going to and from Wrigley Field, they started looking forward to the games. Of all Chicago neighborhoods, the most interesting to me are those on the far southeast side, where Dead Stick Pond fights for survival beneath the rusting sheds of the old steel mills. The whole history of the city is contained in four small neighborhoods there, South Chicago, South Deering, Pullman, and the east side. To see the true south side, Drive south on I-94, the Dan Ryan Expressway, away from the Gold Coast with its pricey restaurants and shops. The route passes first Jackson Street, where members of Chicago's Greek community operate restaurants, then Cermak Road, which leads to Chinatown, then nods at 59th Street, which borders the world-renowned University of Chicago, my neighborhood, on its way to the very end of the city. At 95th Street, where the expressway splits, offering the driver the choice between Memphis and Indiana, 
Go east on I-94 toward Indiana. At 103rd Street, the air becomes acrid. Even with the windows up and the heater or cooler turned off, your nose stings and your eyes tear. Although the steel mills are dead and a third of the south side is out of work, enough heavy industry still exists to produce quite a stench in this old manufacturing corridor. Out the window to your left, a hillock dotted with methane flares stretches the mile from 103rd to 110th Streets. This is the City of Chicago landfill, where we Chicagoans send our garbage. It's almost full, and the question of where to dump next is just one of the pressures on Dead Stick Pond. The flares keep the garbage from exploding as the bacteria...